All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Life Between the Sticks with Cody Cropper. As always, your host, Brandon and Cody. We got another Minnesota guy, another uh, teammate, former teammate, I guess I should clarify, on the pod. Who we got? <laughs> Teal Bunbury. Uh, you know, what a guy. One of the nicest guys in the league, for sure, in my opinion. I don't know what others would say about him, but I know for a fact he for is sure. uh, He's a, a good friend, close friend, and a very well-respected player throughout the league. So welcome, Teal. Hey, thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Love what you guys are doing. I think this is just what this league and just the soccer community out there needs. So honored to be a part of this. Let's get into it. All right. No pressure kicking it off. Appreciate that. Uh, but this will be good. We get a little forward goalkeeper action. I'm sure the the dynamic mm. will be great. Uh, Teal, we were kind of laughing a little bit before uh, the pod. So obviously you and Cody played New England Revolution together. Uh, I know I always ask this. I never remember. Did you guys chop it up in Minnesota too? No, no, no. We we miss each other. I'm a little bit older, and he got you know too cool for school, so he left Minnesota and you know jumped the pond a little bit. Had some fun a little bit over in England, yeah. and uh, so I was just hanging out back, you know, in good old Minnesota during that yeah, time. Minnesota. Yeah, that's no, that's right. We, <laughs> I mean, at least I knew of Teal. Um, we never played Likewise. against each other. Uh, but we knew each other and it, you know, it's funny, it's a small world. We end up at new England together and, you know, little do we know, like our, our careers probably could have crossed paths m at many different points. Like mm -hmm. even in like youth soccer days, probably at the same tournaments and like, didn't, yeah. even, didn't recognize one another or whatever it might've been. It's just like a, you know, one of those things where at the time you don't know, but you get to talking when you're together and all of it just comes, all of it starts to add up. Yeah. When you have that common ground being from Minnesota, I think a lot of people that, that are from Minnesota, whenever they find someone from Minnesota, it's just like, Oh, like bring so much joy. I don't, I don't know if other States have that as much as like Minnesota has. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure agree. they've got, I'm sure they've got the data out there about how many pros are from Minnesota. But part of it is just because it's not many because of our weather yeah. just makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So uh, exactly. I think you guys get extra credit for making it pro in such a, a diverse weather climate, I'd say. Uh, we're that. also, we're laughing about this, like a little bit for the pod to 348 career appearances in the MLS, which is wild. And it's a badge of honor. And then you got to stand next to Dax. Who's I it? Know. 449. <laughs> I love the quote. Someone after the game's like, hey man, you thought about retiring? And he's like, Of course I have. <laughs> like, I'd be crazy not to. So really? I mean, you guys got like the double vet status in the locker room. There's nothing that you two haven't seen, huh? <laughs> oh man. I, I feel like I've seen a lot, but man, Dax, he still is coming with so many stories that oh. I mean, I think what 2006, I think was his first year in the league. Mine was 2010. So he's yep. got a good few years there um but yeah i mean the testament of being able to play that many games and a majority of those are starts too and those don't include i think you know mls cup champions league open cup you know playoffs whatever that is um it's kind of, it's kind of crazy how many games he's had so it's i don't think many people will catch those type of numbers but i mean i'm glad that i'm 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 there but not really you know he's like here i'm like yeah trying to get there but i don't think i ever will you know 
and, yeah. and a lot of miles on those legs. Like Cody, you've seen him. He's a midfield. He's an engine guy or plays an attacking, like no offense, not saying it's different, like goalkeeper center back where it's maybe a little bit different. No, he's, he's box to box and a yeah. type of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. National definitely. team too. We probably didn't even put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. games too. You're right. Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of miles. And uh, I mean, and he's just a top guy in the locker room too, which makes it great. You know, and he's been like a captain on pretty much every team he's been on too. So that's just, you know, that's I mean, that speaks volumes to not only mm-hmm. the type of person he is, but yeah. the type of player he is, the type of leader he is, everything. Just to be yeah, yeah. I mean it it it's full circle, really. Yeah, it's 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 great being, you know, obviously we all try to, you know have banter with him joke with him in the locker room being the old guy and whatnot but our team has a lot of like old older players you know we have a very senior team so not many people can like joke with each other about age because you know about 10 to 12 (laughs) of us are like in our 30s so it's it's funny (laughs) that's funny that is funny and and honestly that's something that i've recognized like watching you guys Mm -hmm. and watching the the way the organization has built the team Obviously, I think they've done that on purpose so that there is that experience when it comes down to those final games of the season or when you guys get into the playoffs. You guys have all the experience that you would need to, you know, grind through a playoff game, close out a game, you know, see out extra time, whatever it might be. You know, you guys have everything that you could need, plus then the energy of youth. Yeah, I mean... I agree with you about like getting to the playoffs and grinding those out, but I think it's just the longevity of a season knowing that, uh, you know, when you're 10 games into a season and maybe some results aren't going your way, I think majority of the guys that have been in the league realize, Hey, 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 let's not, you know, hit the abort button, you know, exactly. Um, it's still early. And so I think having that kind of a lot of level headedness, keeping each other in check and also a lot of accountability. I think this group has a lot of accountability, which, which is huge. Um, and in particular, when you have a lot of veteran players, you want to make sure everybody's still on the same page. Cause you might think that, Hey, I've gotten to this point in my career and now I know what's best. You know, I think it's yeah. nice when you have everybody still on the same page, even though different people have accomplished different things. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So real talk was uh, the mustaches and media day thing, or is everybody rocking this? Cause your starting lineup, <laughs> my word, the facial yeah. hair is super Nashville, huh? Yeah, no, it was, uh, we were in preseason and a few of the guys were like, yeah, let, I think Dax actually, I think started, it was like, yo, I'm going to do a mustache. Anybody else want to do it? And guys just started saying, sure. So we knew when that picture was going to be, uh, I don't think I have a mustache, but um, it's hard goat. for me to grow any. Yeah. It's hard for me. Yeah. I can't really grow much hair. So um, a little envious, but uh, Jacob Schaffelberg has got the best. He's got the mullet. Oh yeah. The mustache. We've talked about him. Like the guy yeah, who's the lifeguard from Stranger Things. He's kind of got yeah, that like yeah, 80s, 80s style. And I was just laughing, thinking yeah. of like what Schaffelberg and McCarty, like they just sit in the locker room. They're like, what's up, man? Yeah. yeah. What's up? Like, yeah. do we have anything yeah. in common? <laughs> no. The age gap and, the you know, where he's from. No, nah, it's different. But we have a really good locker room. Good. Well, let's let's kick it off then. A little bit of match action. Nashville. You guys are at home at your rocking stadium. I again mm. I'm new to MLS. The opening day game of the of the season. Holy shit, Neil. I was mm. like, 
I'm a Nashville fan. This is so cool. Yeah. The energy, the electricity. I'll tell you what, there's something about those yellow kits too. Just it adds more energy to it as well. But uh I love the stadium and everything you guys got going on in Nashville. Obviously, you've seen it, you know, in in its entirety. Um, but the the team showed up three nothing over Chicago, got a manager sacked, which we can talk about later potentially. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. It started. It's all right. It, it's happened, but we'll focus on the game for now. Uh, three, yeah. nothing, uh, in the sun, Chicago, obviously having a bit of a rough season, but how was it for you guys? Did the game plan go the way you were thinking? Any surprises? No, no, uh, I guess the surprises were a few of, um, the players who started were kind of surprising to us. We didn't, it seemed like they were maybe resting some players for their potential open cup game. So it kind of threw us off a little bit. Didn't know if they were going to go in a back five or back three. Um, but it seemed like they were going for a pretty conservative group and to try to sit back a little bit. And for us, our game plan was, okay, we're going to start, start these games off with a, you know, four, four, two diamond. And we're just going to try to put the opposing team under a lot of pressure. And I feel like that played uh, perfectly for us. They didn't really build out. They really couldn't get anything going. And even if they did get a little bit of momentum, we kind of stamped it out pretty, pretty quickly. So on the flip side, I think we, you know, we got fortunate. We got a PK. Um, so it was only one nail at half, but um, I think we can do a little bit of a better job of kind of when we know we kind of have a team where we want them to get that second goal and that third goal a little bit sooner than kind of waiting for that second half. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's always the challenge, right? Is when you're in a game and you guys as a team feel super confident and like things are going your way. It's almost, it's not like you pull your foot off the gas, but you feel content almost like, and then you realize, okay, well, we need that second goal to just put the game away, yeah. but you've already like gotten into that like mode of we're going to win this mm -hmm. game or the opportunities yep. are going to come and we're going to score. And then you don't score and you're like, oh crap, we do need, we need to start capitalizing on those opportunities. Exactly. Cause what happened was, uh, in halftime, they kind of made some adjustments. Um, I think Jimenez came in mm -hmm. um, and he, he just started playing a little bit higher up and finding these like little gaps. So started the second half, they first half didn't really have any shots. Boom. Within 10 minutes, seven minutes, I think they already have two shots on goal pretty early on. Yeah. And that can build momentum for a team right then and there. Uh, fortunately, yeah. you know, Joe made some good saves and, you know, one of the shots wasn't the best. It's kind of maybe a half chance, but still. Um, and then we were able to, you know, get another penalty and then kind of put the team away. Yeah. But uh, I think for us as a group, we could do a little bit of better job of uh, starting second halves when we know we have a team kind of where we want them. For we sure. talk, we've for talked sure. a lot about that this season. The uh, first half stoppage time goals. There have been a lot. Obviously, you guys get in the penalty right before going into halftime. You know, we're, we're kind of glossing over the fact that Mukhtar had a hat trick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know uh, he's a couple he's of special. pens helps. Yeah. I was going to ask Absolutely. you about that. How, like how important is honey to the game plan that you guys, you know, execute I mean, every week. You I mean, tell obviously me. He's, <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously no. he's an, an MVP candidate almost every year. Yeah. And yeah. I think this year he has six goals and five assists already. Yeah. In what? Nine yeah. Or 13 games. 
Yeah, yeah, eleven games maybe we have. Eleven, but still, we finished yeah, eleven. 11. Yep. Yeah, eleven. Um, obviously, I mean, he's the first maybe five or six games he was playing more, you know, up top. Yeah. Uh, but now he's kind of in that when we go to that four four two diamond, he's kind of underneath, which I think helps us a lot more because he can get on the ball a lot more instead of staying so high. Even though he loves being close to goal, obviously he can score. But him just getting on the ball more, closer to midfield, uh, stretching, you know, the the opposing team's defense and midfield, it just helps us out a lot. So he's a huge focal point. Um, but we also have a, a a team that everybody wants to work defensively, and it's really hard to break us down. So I think that that helps tremendously. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, that. man. Oh, go that's, ahead, Cody. that's something I would say. Like when I watch Nashville play you know that every player on that field is one going to work hard, run their socks off. And two, you guys are well drilled defensively and it's mm-hmm. going to be an absolute dog fight to break you guys down. Yeah. I think the only time, I mean, obviously there's going to be special players and special moments, <laughs> whoever we're playing that can kind of, uh, unhinge us but i think the majority of the time we are letting ourselves down when a team kind of breaks us down whether it's we're mm-hmm. a little bit slow we're not communicating someone just you know messes up on the day or something like that but it is i think it's we got uh we work we work on it a whole lot so that's something we should be good at. <laughs> and as a striker i'm sure that drives you absolutely bonkers because that's the last thing you as a striker or any yeah. striker in that I've ever met throughout my yeah. 14 or 15 years wants to be doing on a day-to-day basis in training is working on the defensive it, side of the game. I know, but I think for me, this um, I've always had uh, not my whole career. Have I been a number nine, you know, I in new England in particular played a lot as a winger. So I had to, you know, be a defender as well. So I think that, that's helped me come here and be like, I've always had that defensive like mindset of like, okay, if that's what I got to do, then I'm going to do that for the team. I'll do whatever it takes, sure. you know, to win. I don't care. Obviously I love scoring, love all that, but I'll do whatever it takes to win. Um, so that has helped, but yeah, it, it is a lot of, you know, defending stuff. And obviously I want to score goals. I want to be closer to the other goal. You know? yeah, for sure. Well, it helps when you've got just those pace merchants around you uh, with Mukhtar and, and Schaffelberg back, obviously uh, had a little bit of an injury. He's there. Uh, I, I watched a lot of this cause I knew we'd be chatting with you. And, and like I said, I think you guys are fun. We had Jamie Watson on recently too. Oh, yeah. He's the best. He has a ton. We talked about how you guys actually do. I think you've conceded the fewest amount of goals in the league uh, this season. Oh, have we play. so far? It's okay. pretty close. Yeah. You got six. Conceded. I think maybe we have six against. Yeah. That's it, man. The so. next best is yeah. eight. So you guys are leading. Who, who, has, eight? Um, who has eight? Nat. Oh, let's see. Goals against six, six, six. Uh, LAFC's conceded eight, and so have Houston Dynamo. But and last week, Seattle. Last week or two weeks ago, when we spoke to Jamie, you LAFC had only conceded six as well i think you were both tied on oh, six. okay gotcha yeah yeah so, that just so obviously me. the clean sheet helps yeah does clean sheets the, the resilience yep. clean sheet sc <laughs> it is um but yeah you guys are a, a fun team to watch uh and mm-hmm. uh to talk about the hard work um i don't know have you watched any of the matches on the apple tv how it's in like 1080p streaming 
Yes, I have. Recently, I, I was watching some of the Seattle and uh, sporting game. Shocker. We'll get to that. 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 Yeah. yeah. My man, I read every word that came out of your mouth when you got cautioned. <laughs> Yo, I mean, that's not a foul. How could that be a foul? I agree. A center back. Right? I was pretty You're upset. Like, uh, yeah. Like, because here's, here's, you weren't that rude that to be fair. Kudos to you. It was, I just, was just really loud and animated for sure. It was aggressive. I was very aggressive. I'm usually not like that. Maybe in training. CC's I was going to oh, hold on. I was going to say <laughs> in, okay. training, in training, in games, you've seen it. In yeah, training, you've seen in it. games, you are You're right. very, take that back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, intense. But if Off I, the field, not so much. Yeah, no. It's not that serious. Um, no, but like if the defender bodies me, oh, I yeah. guarantee you the ref 99% of the time won't call it. You know, no. so it's... It, uh, I wouldn't yeah, say I you upset. bodied him either. You know? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like that bad. It was just no. like, you know... I, I watched it and I was like, that that's unfair. But the ref, well, man, he was yeah. quick on that caution too. You get, quick, you, get, quick. you get booked for being stronger. And being I think faster he, yeah, I think and putting booked, your body he, in the right position. I think he booked me for uh, my reaction, descent. which yeah. I it apologize to the ref. It is descent in the uh, in the stats here, but yeah, it was just yeah. like they zoomed in on you perfectly. And like we got yeah, everyone was sending me pictures and clear. Yeah, I saw yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, it, it, trust me, we've seen a lot worse. Uh, but anyway, Chicago, as we were talking about a little bit uh of of a rough streak i mean if we're just gonna be honest with them they are in 14th out of 15th in the east uh with only two wins Mm. on the season so they have made a coaching change gentlemen excuse me here um they weren't the only one but we'll start here hendrickson is his second season and a lot of people kind of surprised felt like the players were backing him but the sporting director uh heights came out and said that essentially he's going one way. We're trying to go a different way and we're just no longer have he's having a good relationship and uh, they made the change early. So we're what match week 11 in Cody and the, uh, as they like to say, the, the managerial merry-go-round has uh, kicked off. It has started. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, you know I'm about not this. Sure. Your manager just got sacked. Yeah. Our managers just got fired as well. So, um, oh, really? yeah, very, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's it's starting. We're we're not even ten games in, so and we've you know fired our manager. Um, yeah, Ooh. very interesting. Um, that said, I don't think Hendrickson deserved to go. I, I know they haven't been a winning organization under Hendrick Hendrickson. However, you look at the statistics from their you know big name players, their DPS. They have zero goals and zero assists from all DPs on roster this season. For me, that's yeah, shocking. That's shocking. Like, and you, he's not making those signings. The technical director, GM, soccer president, whatever, you know, you want to call the role is making those decisions. And I think it's, you know, we've both been at clubs where we've seen that, coaching change happen and it's almost like okay so the the gm or whatever you want to call him is is making that change to protect himself right now and it's only like a matter of it could only be a matter of time before ownership steps in and goes well maybe this is your fault yeah it's it's tough 
It, yeah. I, obviously, it's tough being a coach and a GM, even a technical yeah. director, yeah. all that. But absolutely, you know, I, I thought maybe this was a little soon. Uh, personally, uh, I think that, like you said, the DP is not performing. That's challenging. Is he the ones making those signings? No. Um, I always feel like it's early. I, I would know? say yeah. yes. I, I just want to point this out because in the article it says this. Uh, their sporting director, I'm pretty sure, is Swiss. So if that is true, and he signed Jordan Shakiri, who is a Switzerland mm. international. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's tough. I, I always say give at least to the try to get it to the summer, you know, like around yeah. July. Yeah. But because, but hey, I mean, the league's, know, the league's yeah. changing. You know, sorry to be interrupt. Yeah. I feel like the league's changing yeah, where no. they're like, if it results now or we'll get someone new, which I don't know, double edged sword, yeah. really. Yeah. And and I was just going to say the same thing. It is becoming a, a very results driven league rather than, you know, what it has been in the past. Who do you know? Yeah. 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 It, it, that, that sense of like nepotism is now gone or is on its last legs and it's mm-hmm. now becoming, okay, we need to win. And Chicago yep. has been in a position where they've needed to win for the last three or four years. And, whatever they've done, it just hasn't worked. Yeah. So uh, I think they're kind of desperate. For you. So OptiJack, which is their OptiStats American account, says eight, only one of Chicago Fire's last eight permanent head coaches dating back to 2007 remained with the team for at least three full seasons. That was Velko Panovich, who did oh. four seasons from 2016 to 2019. It is a revolving door. Chicago do not have a front of shirt sponsor. Chicago moves stadiums. They rebrand. Unfortunately, and then rebrand one, again, I think. Yeah. One <laughs> of the legacy teams yeah. back in the OG 96, and they can't get it together. And it hurts. It just hurts that yeah. they just seem to be in such a long-term disarray. And yeah. uh, we'll have to figure it out. Cody, to your point, he uh uh, Ezra had a 13 win, 19 loss, 14 draw last season. So roughly 500. Um, and of course the guy who fired him said, Hey man, it's not his fault. It's on me. Well, you still have your job. So it's a yeah. little bit of perks of the job there. Uh, anyways, I want to take a real quick break. Cody, you brought another friend to the pod. You've got Owen back. Always. What did you yes. bring this time? Uh, vanilla elite pro, uh, one of my favorite uh protein shakes 32 grams of uh vegan protein so it is you know 100 plant-based zero net carbs non-gmo 100 gluten-free no dairy soy wheat or gluten um you know for me being a pescatarian with vegan tendencies or a flexitarian as my wife likes to call me um you know this is a great way for me to get the added protein that i need uh post training or um you know post match and you just shotgun it, right? You just yeah, just just house it, you know. Especially in these cardboard uh, containers, I can just and crush it, you know. I, I love All, it. I look. Why not? I'm not vegan, but I would say, especially people have stomach issues or sensitive stomachs and things like that. Start here, uh, or if yep. you're new to it, is a very uh, easy way to get into it. So again, link in the description. Save some money with Cody's code Owen. Only what you need, uh, friend of the pod. All right, gentlemen, moving on. Toronto nil, New England Revolution 2. Look, we've been avoiding the, the revs. We just, we're like, hey, we have been. We'll kick, we'll kick it another week. They'll trip up. No big deal. 
Nope. All right. We'll kick it another week. Kick it out. They are done. They have demanded that we talk to them. They are in first place at the Eastern Conference for a few weeks now. They're on 24 points, 11 games played, seven wins, one loss, three draws. Uh, Fortress at home, undefeated 4-0-2. A stadium to which Cody says he does not love playing in, but clearly either does anyone traveling there. So, Cody, where do you want to start? The fact that Bob Bradley's Toronto are massively underperforming yet again. Uh, they are in 13th out of 15th in the East, or the fact that the Revs are just putting a run together. I mean, let's start with the Revs and how amazing of a season they're having following not even qualifying for the playoffs last year. I mean, it's... It, I don't know. Is it down to Bruce? Is it down to maybe the the impact of having Carly Seal back for an entire season? I don't know. You tell me, Teal. Is Carly that I mean, important? It, well, yeah. Number one, yeah, yes. Carly, Carly yeah. <laughs> is. But I mean, they they were always going to figure it out. You know, yeah, we we have uh, you know, I I got so much love for the Revs and uh, in particular a lot of guys on that team, the organization and whatnot. Um, obviously we could sit there and talk about Gillette stadium and turf and how great it would be to have a proper stadium down, you know, in seaport or close to Boston. I think everyone agrees with that. That's not like a hot take or anything like that. That's just the truth. But I think they're just, they're doing everything right. You know, they are getting goals from everybody. They're solid defensively. Obviously you got Matt Turner who was there before and Mm -hmm. they replace him with someone who's, just right there, I think with them, you know, or just as, is is dominating. And yeah, um, I think that's extremely helpful. You got a few veteran players on that team, like Andrew Farrell, obviously who we know well, CC and yeah, he's, I mean, he was injured for a bit, but he's just someone who you need in the locker room to have that leadership role and to kind of bring this team together. Matt Polster, uh, I think one of the most underrated players in the league and, um, Agreed. Yeah. They, they, you know, Bruce, he's not a big tactics guy, but he's a player manager and he's, he's taking care yeah. of business. He, yeah. yeah. You know what I, I heard? I heard that uh, when super mean strict Brad Friedel came in, all Bruce had to do is uh, loosen up the dress code and turn that ship around. Uh, and what do you know? No, <laughs> it was good seeing. We went, we went 11 unbeaten after that happened, by the way. Yeah. It was a fascinating <laughs> turn of events. Yeah. A pair of joggers and it worked. Um, yeah. Bob and Bruce dapping it up for the game. A couple of us of icons in the U.S. Uh, soccer landscape, obviously college to pro to national team and still doing it at that level. Uh, I mean, they're, they're a couple of just the OG goats when it comes to U.S. soccer top down too. So I think there's always a couple of extra cameras in the stands, you know, when these two are there, but Cody, um, you know, I, I look through this and again, I'm like, I'm getting flashbacks, right? I see Bobby Wood on the on the lineup. I see Josie Altador coming in. You're like, holy shit, U.S. soccer flashbacks yeah. all over again. But I'm happy to yeah. see the guys are in there scoring and doing their thing still. Like, like good on them for as much as they've given to, to U.S. soccer and stuff, um, doing it and doing it the hard way in, in New England. I mean, they yeah. they're industrious. Yeah, they are. They uh, are very industrious. And I think that the first goal kind of shows that obviously um, Bobby Wood presses, takes the ball off of a Toronto's off of a Toronto turnover or Toronto mistake. And 
kind of just slots at home, right? I mean, he presses well and he's clinical in front of goal and it's a very industrious goal in terms of just in terms of the ability to recognize the moment and take advantage of the opportunity. I was looking yeah. at the, I was just say I was looking at the lineups here too, Teal. Uh on Toronto's side, right? Mm. Spent a lot of money. Obviously, Sean Johnson, the big summer move, especially from the goalkeepers union. Uh, they always had Insigne and um, Bernadeschi. Bernadeschi. So mm-hmm. Insigne's just back. Uh, CJ Sapong, I mean, a great, great front line that you'd imagine, but it, it's it's almost the second year in a row that it just, it's. I don't know why it's not clicking in Toronto. Great market, great coach, some great players, but for whatever reason, it, it just is. And I think it's really kind of, just confusing people and like catching us by surprise being like, Nope, just one more week. We've seen flashes one more week and it, it just hasn't come good for them. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is to be honest. Cause there's a lot of times where you can, you could see a team, you could look at the paper, you could see, okay, they spent X amount of money. These are top players. You would think it'd be a cohesive group. Obviously we're not in the locker room. We don't know what's going on, but they have the, the ability, they have the talent. Um, and with CJ just getting there too, I think he's going to bring a lot to them inside the locker room too. I think that'll help. And, you know, I'm always rooting for certain players to kind of turn things around. And, but yeah, Toronto, it's it's a strange one where you always think they have a group that should be every game where you're like, oh, tr- we're playing TFC. Oh man, this is going to be a challenge. Where at this point, I don't really see that from many teams. Um, and, and I don't know how you solve that. I, I, you know, obviously Bob Bradley is a tactician and, mm-hmm. you know, watching this game against new England. Yeah. They, they created some chances. They weren't clinical, I think um, in the final third, but it seemed like, you know, Bruce had a game plan and it worked. Yeah. Is that kind of like the, a good way to break it? Cody is Bruce is the put your armor on the shoulder of the players manager and Bob's the X's nose, get the board out, move the the magnets around. Yeah. I think in the, like, Personality-wise, I would say so. However, I know having played for Bruce, and I think Teal would even agree with this, is Bruce may be the arm-around-the-shoulder kind of guy. However, Bruce has guys that do. He has has his generals and his admirals that do all of the tactics for him, right? You know, he has Richie. He has Dave. He has, um, you know, Kurt even to to an extent. Um, that do all of that and he manages the players and it's effective. Obviously I've never played for Bob, so I can't speak to Bob. I do know just through the grapevine that he's very tactician, like very tactical loves to have a good game plan. However, it just doesn't seem like those game plans have either one worked or two aligned with maybe the player personnel that they have there. I, you know, I, I, I can't speak to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we'll, uh, we'll continue to watch and see, yeah. I think again, people ready for it to click for them. You know, maybe they just yeah. need a, a bye week or something like that to hit reset. So yeah, uh, they're waiting They're I think fans, the fans in Toronto are definitely waiting. However, it's, mm-hmm. you know, one of those where we talked about it before the podcast or before we started recording, um, like, is there pressure on Bob? Like, at I'm, this point with the money that he spent or 
the the position that they are in, which is as Brandon, I think you said, thirteenth out of fifteenth, and only the only two teams below him or below them have just fired their head coaches. So it's mm. like, is 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 this the next? Yeah, club that makes domino decision. Yeah, is this the next domino to fall? Isn't it kind of like the Bruce and the Peter Vermes situation where it's like, I don't know. It, he just he can yeah. go as long as he wants. Obviously, at some point there could be a tipping point. But Teal, man, he's that. That'd be a big move for a GM to say, "See you, Bob." I, yeah, I I think uh, I mean I, I the pressure aspect. Yeah, I think he's under pressure. Sure. I don't know if that means he's be. under pressure, like he's gonna get sacked. You know, fully, I I think that he's got to start getting results here, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you bring up Peter Vermees and Bruce, you know, both what they have, those they're also not only are they coaches, but they're, you know, technical directors, you know, mm-hmm. so they're kind of. So who's really kind of they have kind of almost full control, so it's they kind of get a little yeah. bit more leeway and granted, Peter Vermees has been, you know, so successful for so long you know, and obviously this year, last year was, was a challenging year. They put something together towards the end of last season. Um, but this year, yeah, it's been, it's been challenging for Peter Vermees, but yeah, sorry. Back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, hot seat. I don't know. Pressure. Yeah. I, I would say. Sounds good. Yeah, no, we'll Fair get enough. to, we'll get to Mr. Vermees here in a little bit, but uh real quick pit stop, Vancouver three, Minnesota United two, uh lights out game punch for punch in this one a lot of goals yeah. which was fun um and, and a lot of kind of just exciting play again is minnesota united they were the last unbeaten team in the league uh but then they kind of had a little bit of a stumble vancouver obviously cody you know this being with the team last season just missing out on the playoffs at the very end of the season to minnesota mm-hmm. uh but now vancouver seventh and minnesota eighth in the west they they look like two of the much more stable clubs, which, uh, again, Minnesota being in my backyard here uh, and me after one appearance becoming best friends with Zarek as far as uh, anyone's concerned. <laughs> but uh, how surprised are you Vancouver? They made a couple signings. You know yeah. you know what uh, the, the gaffer's up to over there? Surprised? Yeah. There's goals this um, season. <clears throat> I am surprised. Uh, you know, I, I was there last year. We were a very hit or miss team throughout the entirety. Yeah. Yeah. We were very inconsistent. That said, they did go out and make a few signings. And I think that those signings have, you know, played a pivotal role in where they are this season. Obviously they set a record shutout streak or record clean sheet streak. However you want to phrase it. I think it was like 450 minutes, something like that. Um, and they set it in this game and then obviously conceded at some stage throughout. Um, but they are tied for the most points in the previous five games with 11 and they've outscored their opponents nine to two. And those two goals that they've conceded were obviously in the Minnesota game. So they're doing something right. Um, I don't know what's changed. I don't tell know me, what's changed. Tell me you're not paying attention to your former team without telling me you're not paying attention. You well, got all the of, stats, Of course man. I am. Of course. <laughs> I, I obviously... That. Ton of friends there. You know, yeah, ton of friends there. Obviously, speaking to like Julian Gressel, Brian White, Sebastian Berhalter, all these guys, um, you know, they're all very happy with how things are going there. And uh, rightly so after 
I guess the inconsistency of last season. Yeah. Uh, Teal Vancouver or Minnesota, anything standing out to you with these two teams? Um, that that's the thing. Nothing in particular in my like, Oh wow. For either team. But the, I think the consistency, um, I think it was maybe last year, Minnesota, there were some like ups and downs, um, but they were finding ways to get results. And I think this year, you know, um, they're having a average season. I just, I think their home record hasn't been too good. I don't know if they've won at home yet. Um, so the, the flip side is getting results on the road in this league is so crucial. Um, oh, critical. so that's, yeah. So that's something that like they could be, you know, happy about positive about, but you know, if they could sure up that home form, you know, they're going to be a team that's going to be in the thick of it. Um, you know, for sure. I don't know, July, August. I also uh, think a major key is not to this stage of the there. season, not having Reynoso. Yes. And his impact on that team. And who's obviously back? who's who's back, right? Yeah. We, I think the from the outside looking in, everybody has a percept has their own perception of Adrian Heath. I am curious to see how he not only he, but the upper management in the club handle Reynoso's return because mm. it, you know, he essentially held out and then was found or then arrested for what? For legal uh, issues. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I don't know anything about about that in his so. home country of Argentina, I don't think was allowed to travel at some stage, but now is back cleared of all charges, according to the Argentinian newspapers. And it's like, okay, so how, how does he reintegrate into the team? Well, the here, here is the delicate situation teal that a lot of sports franchises find themselves in the one guy you've been missing, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons, is back and it turns out you could use him so yeah. we don't know what his fitness is going to be like how long it takes but they are in that sticky little situation you're right where it's like man you know what would really help him. this team <laughs> right now so right yeah. yeah yeah so true so true i i think they'll figure it out and he's a top player you know they usually figure out ways to get them back integrated as quickly as possible yeah yeah and well, I, I think because of his positive impact on results and on the team, just from a player standpoint, they're going to find a way to reintegrate him. It's just a matter of how and when. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I don't mean to stop. Should I turn my this light on? You can try. Is this like weird? Is this weird that it's just like, I just, yeah. the sun went down and now yeah. it's, Oh, we're yeah. I can tell. Sorry. And this, it was, this happened. This happens to it's, me. It's all good. No stress. Yeah. But then I don't know if this is that's if this is gonna be weird now. It's gonna to be too bright. What no, a closet, sorry, by the way. Do. Nice big walk-in, huh? Yeah, it's and a that, that is Nashville. Too bright there now? Is it you're, annoying? No, you're good. No, you're no? fine. Yeah. You're, that Nashville life is that. nice though. We love Nashville, man. We love it. Yo, <laughs> it's it's a lot more expensive than I thought, though. Coming from Boston to here, it's just like and it was crazy when we yeah. came. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, it was gotta so subsidize good. those bachelorette parties. Exactly. <laughs> it's it, Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, the last one I want to talk about, guys, this has to be 
the match of the weekend. If nothing else, for the shock of the weekend, Seattle on the road. Are they on the road or are they at home? No, at home. At Seattle home. was at home. Seattle. They yeah, were yes. the, wearing the Bruce Lee kit, so I thought they were away. Seattle won. Kansas City two. That is yeah. bottom of the league. Kansas City to you, ladies and gentlemen, showing mm-hmm. up when no one expected them. Dead last of the league. Teal, what number win was this for Kansas City? A breadstick, number oh, one. My oh, breadstick. And wow. what a win on the road yeah. to Seattle. I mean, this is the league. Yeah. This is what I love about this league is that this exact thing can happen. You take a team like Sporting that has Peter Vermees in the story. He's been so successful, but is it time now? A lot of pressure. You talk about hot seat. He's is this volcanic and they go to Seattle and they absolutely put on a show and you know they took it to a team that at home is always so dangerous and uh if they get a result now is this something that can you know snowball into something more is this a one-off you hope that for a team like sporting and those Kansas City fans that it, they could build off this but you never know yeah, I I agree. I think um, that is one of the most fascinating things about the MLS is that it is such a sporadic league. It's it's unreadable because a team like SKC that's at the bottom right now, who has historically been one of the best organizations over the last ten to fifteen years, um can go to Seattle who's top of the league and, and beat them. And in, in, in all honesty, I think uh, stung Seattle. Cause I don't think they went onto that field thinking, yeah, SK, you know, like SKC is even going to score against us. Yeah. What was it like? They had maybe three goals all year, like in the past 10 games or something like that. Um, yeah. Granted they last year, you know, and going into this year, they didn't have, you know, Polito and Gadi Kinda, you know, two of their top DPs and now they're back and healthy. It's been a couple of games, mm-hmm. I think. So I think that's going to help and change the game for them, but who knows? Yeah. That was, well, I was actually last season injuries, right? They're back yeah. to your point. Yeah. This, they now have five goals this season. They had three coming into this match. Oh yeah. And I was, I was going to say this too, like, this is the first time all three deep DPs have been on the field at the same time this season. That probably helps. Yeah, it does. I mean, I had to yeah. take down Lito, my SKC Kinda, training Russell. top. It got bad, guys. Yeah. I went full Cincy. I was like, I'm in. Cincy, let's go. <laughs> Backing in the table. We need to get we need to get a, oh, a, a Bunbury Nashville shirt up there. <laughs> I'll send uh, it. Give me the address. I'll send you one. Let's go. Hey, go. man. Easy work yeah. as we build out this <laughs> studio. For that way, when Cody gets back, we're going to have our jersey wall ready. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's funny. Every time, every week, there's one of these. And it doesn't matter who we talk to, Teal. They're always like, this is MLS. No other league in the world is like this. They're like, anybody can be anybody in every year yeah. of the day. So I was like, Oh God, he just said it. Let me go make sure you guys aren't playing Red Bull next week or something, but you're not, you're away at DC United. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah. No, but it, like the parody is, is, it's really crazy. Yeah. That's why you have to go into these games. Like don't think, don't have a big head, you know? Yeah. But, like teams are going to come and. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't really cover this, uh, but like, how do you ask a manager to swap shirts with Rooney? Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's the most. That's a good one, Teal. Teal, do you want to do you want to find out next week and let us know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I, I like think, that. Uh, I like that. He's usually hey, in training tops, I guess. He's yeah. in the training jacket. Hey, Waza, help. Waza, Waza, Waza. Uh, <laughs> any chance I can grab your jacket? That would yeah, be yeah, please. hilarious. Maybe your hat. Can I get your hat? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, sign up for me to teal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, well, the last one we didn't talk about was the fact that Red Bull New York, uh, they sacked their manager as well, which means we had two sackings on the weekend. Uh, Gerhard Struber and the rest of his coaching staff are gone. Oh, they uh, fired the whole staff. Uh, it says the leadership team. Yeah. And the rest of the leadership team. So, uh, here's, here's where it gets a little tricky. And this is from MLS website. Charles Bohm's article says it wasn't exactly a firing, nor was it really a resignation. According to New York Red Bulls head of sport, Jochen Schneider, he says, quote, Jochen says it's an ongoing process that you evaluate. Where are we? How do we play? How do we perform? We couldn't be happy with the outcome. And he just said, we came to the decision now after the Philly game together with Gerhard that we need to do something, but they actually don't know what it was. Wait, what? So they, was, did they sack him or no? They will not say. They said he's not sacked and he didn't resign, but they're making a change. This, this, this is the problem, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, you know, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know then. I Negotiating mean, an exit package potentially? Maybe. That's a good yeah. point. Could but, be. I don't, I don't know how many together. years. Ago. Get it together before you go to the media. Uh, OptiJack yeah. is back, says nine. The Red Bulls have nine points through 11 matches this season. Their fewest at this stage since 2009, the last time they failed to make the playoffs. Wow. They're making the change, Cody. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to keep scanning, but it's... Uh, I don't know. Red Bull, they're or I'm sorry, New York, they're in the Red Bull family, essentially. Do you feel like that club's run a little bit differently since it's like them and NYCFC are in the Manchester City football group? Um yes and no. Uh, I know like just through the grapevine, like uh until you might have heard some of this, like about Caden Clark, how there was like an agreement for Caden, who was obviously at Red Bull Salzburg. No. Red Bull. Where was I, I, yeah, I don't know. Salzburg. Yeah. Uh, he's at, he's in the Red Bull family and whatever team he signed with wouldn't allow him to go to any other MLS club except Red Bull, New York or New York Red Bull. And it's like, okay. it, it's very interesting. Like I know like they've also sent other players from there from Salzburg or whatever it might be to New York. It, is it an advantage? I, I mean, is New York city being a part of the Manchester city family an advantage? I don't know. Like, do you really see that many players coming over from those big name clubs that often? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know many to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet it can help in scout. It should help in scouting and, you know, yeah, funding to an extent. And uh, I hate to be that guy, but it totally helps with financial doping. Like yeah. I'm a big soccer business guy and there's a podcast. Yeah. About that's, it. that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, of course, that yeah. aspect. So it's got to um, help. So Troy Lesesny, Lesney, I'm sorry, butchering that has been named the new head coach for the rest of the season was an assistant. And uh, he was 
hired as an assistant by the Austrian coach who was there. Uh, before that, he was three years in charge of USL. So he was an assistant for one season. And now he's the head coach of an MLS franchise. So mm, opportunity for, for him, him to make a splash. They said, he's interim. He's going to be here through the end of the season. We will fit, eventually start our um, kind of uh, search for a, a new kind of permanent head coach. But I tell you what, it is a little bit interesting to, I don't know, just to see how it all, all works. You know, they always love to say the Red Bull DNA. And you're kind of like, well, what, what is it though? Can, can someone help me? And nonetheless, like Salzburg, right? They are free flowing attack and Erling Holland came from there, right? Then they go usually to Germany where they play with RB Leipzig. Uh, and they're constantly challenging for Champions League. Timo Werner obviously came, you know, blew it up while he was there. Uh, Upa Makano, center back, like that is their DNA. I guess, Teal, do you, what, like, do you see that kind of like high flying, young, mm-hmm. aggressive play from New York Red Bull? I think they've gotten away from it. I think when anybody, you can ask any player on, you know, that's played in the league whenever they played against red bull in years past it's always been hey they're going to press you for 90 mm-hmm. minutes they're going to yeah. be a high pressing team they're going to cause chaos turnovers and try to get to goal quick that's their style um and you know sean davis here uh, who's you know came from red bull and was her captain is now a teammate of mine here you know he he always talks about how you know he just doesn't see that as much anymore um mm-hmm. so I, if there is a dna i would say that has been their DNA, but beyond that, I don't know if it's been, you know, that pragmatic for this season or the previous couple seasons. Yeah, I would actually agree with that. I think um, when I was at New England, when I was at Houston, that was, I think, very much still in their DNA. However, mm-hmm. it has not been in their DNA as of late. They have, they have continued to sign and play young players. However, the pressing, high octane, nonstop, you know, work that guys like Sean Davis or even like a Moyle, uh, Alex, um, yeah, Moyle, brought, yeah, 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 brought to that team a couple of years yeah. ago. I don't think is mm-hmm. is is there anymore. Yeah, I agree well, with that. I tell you what, the MLS keeps it spicy. There's never a rest uh, for for some of these games. Um, there's just a lot going on right now, too, whether it's U.S. Open Cup. Is it is CONCACAF Champions League still going on, too? Yeah. Uh, I don't know when the final is. Yeah. It's, what is it, Leon against LAFC? Yeah. So, but, you know, it's just, it's always, it's already feels like it's been a busy start to the season. And we haven't even gotten to the midseason tournament that's coming up. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. I don't, I bit off more than I can chew, gentlemen, for this MLS <laughs> podcast, but I will get through it. It is, uh, it is a fun time so far. Uh, Teal, I have two questions. First of all, what are you guys hearing about that tournament? Have you guys what do you mean? gotten any what do you mean? What are we hearing? Like, have yeah, you guys yeah. gotten I mean, any it's, information it's a whole on month that? Off. Yeah, yeah, we know. Like, um, I'm trying to remember who we play. We play Colorado, and is it Atlas? Maybe. Okay, I'm, I gotta I'm see, pulling, but yeah, I'm pulling it up for you. Okay, please do. Um, thank you. But yeah, we play it. I think it's in end of june and it, it's supposed to be a month do you guys, long do you guys get to play hosting. in your markets it's end of july end of july that's what it is yep end of july and yeah we're playing i think all the games at home oh and then and then we don't really know how it will progress who we'll play next 
um, supposed to be, you know, decent money. So guys are buzzing about that. And I'm, you know, if you like, if you want to be forward thinking for this league, I think that a tournament like this, um, could put a lot more eyes on it and, uh, more money and more sponsors and, and all that. So I think it's, I think it's good. On the flip side, I think that if you're going to have and incorporate new tournaments, I think you need to have more um, roster spots on teams. I think there needs to be a whole lot more depth the way that if we're going to start having this many more games and whatnot. um, I think that and obviously, you know, salary cap and that CBA stuff has already been negotiated, but I think that's going to be something that's going to have to be moving forward is going to have to change. Did, did yeah. you have any, any idea this was coming in the last CBA a couple of years? Yeah. So, um, no. Nashville, you guys are taking on Colorado and Toluca. Toluca. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, and yeah. you guys are at home. So clearly there's a couple of like hubs. I think we, we covered this. The Mexican teams are the ones traveling. They are going all yep. over. Obviously yep. Colorado will come to you guys too. So I wonder if they set up bases or something, but your, your poor, poor sports performance teams are going to be, those damn pods yeah. are not gonna have enough time to recharge yeah. them. Yeah. They're going to be like, Hey man, shutting it down. Like just let them do yeah. recovery sessions. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it'll Doing be some cryo. Yeah. 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 No, no training. Yeah. yeah. Cody, you've been no. doing cryo. You crazy. Love a good cryotherapy session. Me too. Good. Have you started? I've, you- I've been, uh, me and a few guys have started doing cold plunge early in the morning. We do three minutes in the cold tub before training starts. I've yep. heard about Love that it. before. As yeah. they say, if you actually do it before, so, shocks your system, stimulates it, kind of gets you ready for exactly. Interesting. Yep. All mm-hmm. right. So cryo- I suggest that, highly suggest that. Cryo, cold plunge, hyperbaric chamber, sunlight directly in the eyes in the morning. Obviously, don't stare straight at the sun, but try to get it in there. I'm serious. Have you? I no, I, I, no I, I believe you. It's just like a, a your good caveat. The fact hey. that you, the fact that you have to say, don't stare. I have to say that because people are gonna be like, "What do you mean, sunlight in your eyes?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have to say that. Look, this is the first week, gentlemen, that that you might have forgotten where it's nice enough to go out without a jacket. And the sun is up mm. early in Minnesota. The mood has yeah, lifted in Minnesota. Everybody I've been going on hits. runs. I'm happier. I'm like reading <laughs> on the balcony in the feel. morning. Oh my God. I'm just like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, what? I know this is going to be fun for like four months, but then we're, it's just going to go away for seven months. Like, do you really <laughs> want to do that? So Cody, you're in California. Teal, you're in, in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Like, I don't know where I got to figure something out. It might be a long winter, but this is fun to your yeah. point that, that mm. um, the warm tones of the sunlight before it gets too bright, you know, it's sunrise and sunset. They do say really, really is, is powerful. Big Andrew Huberman guy here. You are, I am too. Well, are you making it. fun of me? No, I, I had no idea. Oh, okay. I'm saying it. Him and him. Oh, he's, he's super smart. I dude. Love, Peter Atia. I love him and Peter. Atia. Adia, yeah. My, my, Atia, yeah. Yeah. So, we won't we won't bore everybody with this. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. It just shows, you know, being an yeah. athlete's I'm out of the loop. I'm out yeah. of the loop. I teal. We'll talk. We'll talk there. To, yeah. <laughs> Set yeah. me up here. I, Cody, Cody, you still taping your fingers all good? Yeah. All right. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> just the pinkies. That's it. Oh, all right. Well, Teal, thanks a ton for coming and hanging out. It's always always a good time when uh when you guys as buddies get to hang out and, and chat shop, uh, which is the MLS. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I mean, would love to jump on anytime you guys want. For sure. Awesome. And obviously, Cody, thanks for bringing Owen to the table again, helping the people live a happier, healthy life. Yes. Sharing the goodness. Um, 
I, I'm just, I need to send you some donuts. So can you, can you sort me? Yeah, I got you. I, we need to keep a clean sheet first. So I, I got Teal, Teal, Teal knows this one. Obviously this started in New England, this tradition. Yeah. And I, the clean Teal sheets, carried yeah, donuts. It. I've carried Dunkin it in every club I've played for. Oh, really? I yeah. It hasn't that. been, well done. it hasn't been Duncan, but Ooh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, we're not it on the, I think it's we're great. Not on the East coast. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Matt, Matt restarted that. Back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would. I love, I that, love that about Matt Reese. What a throwback. Yeah. What a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. All right. Hey, as always, uh, we always ask you to like and subscribe. Five star review goes a long way to help other MLS fans find us. Uh, Teal's uh, links in the description along with the code to Owen. So, hey, we'll be back with Matt Tell. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the time.